On this episode of Reliterated, we deal with the consequences of being three grown-ass men with lives of our own and occasionally incompatible schedules that are hard to sync up week to week. Ender's game is going to have to be put on hold as Harold and Josh pick up the slack for Andy by discussing the children's classic Harold and the Purple Crayon in this intermission episode of Reliterated. This week, with 33% fewer hosts, but still as fun as ever. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of three grown-ass men reading the children's books popular in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids, analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. You can interact with us and enjoy all kinds of bonus content by searching Reliterated on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, and Facebook. Or you can ask us questions, suggest future episodes, or tell us what we've missed by sending us an email at reliterated at gmail.com. My name's Harold. And I'm Josh. And as you may have noticed, one of the three amigos is not here tonight. (laughs) He is not with us. Unfortunately, Andy... Is out on a date. He felt that living life outside of his home was more important than being here to record part three of Ender's Game. I mean, I mean, how, how, how's that supposed to make me feel? That's what I wonder. I wonder what it makes me feel like. I mean, sure, he wants to go meet somebody and. And have fun with new people, but what about what about us old people? Not now that we're old people. I mean, I mean we're I'm, kinda I'm getting I'm I turned forty in less than a month. So Yeah. It's it's starting to hit it's starting to hit real hard. <laughs> I, I'm sneaking up on forty myself. So uh got a couple more years to go though. So yeah, we're we're Andy list tonight, but you know, life happens and you know, good on him for getting out there back into the world. I'm still scared that there's um I'm gonna get something from somebody. So The Delta variant. Yes. Yeah, if you haven't seen Loki, spoilers, but the Delta variant is from a different timeline. Yep. Um and the TVA was unable to prune that timeline. I, be, I I blame it all on that crocodile. It probably crocodile Loki. It was probably crocodile Loki. <laughs> so what, what we decided to do tonight is uh, instead of recording part three of Ender's Game without Andy, uh, which is something we didn't want to do, we are going to do a miniature episode that's kind of a little intermission between part two and three. And the book we chose is an actual children's book. This children's book is close to my heart. I've had this book since I was very young, since before I can remember. My parents got it for me. And you'll be able to tell when I give the title. There's a very clear reason they got this book for me. And it's that I was I was a big fan of crayons. The book we are reading tonight is Harold and the Purple Crayon by Crockett Johnson. 
<laughs> I was just, I was like, I'm not gonna laugh at that joke. I, I refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> You're I'm not gonna, gonna I'm acknowledge, not gonna acknowledge that, joke. that joke right there. I'm just gonna let, let leave the pause in and then laugh after the fact because yeah. that is funnier to me. <laughs> Leaving the pause. The pause is gonna get cleaned out, you know. You don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> leave it in. Come on. It makes it funny. <laughs> so, so this book, it, seriously though, I've had I've had this book since I was very very young. Obviously, my parents got it for me because the titular character is named Harold, and it is very difficult to find a book uh, with it, at least with Harold in the title. I've I've seen other books that have Harold as a character, but not in the title. Uh, you can you can bing it yourself, and you will find that there are not any kids books like that. Or teenager books or anything. I only found uh, one Joshua book, and I actually picked that up at a thrift store a few weeks ago, so we might come across that at one point. But I did want to ask you, Harold, is it how hard is it to find like license plates, keychains, things like that when you go to Cedar Point or Disney World? How hard is it to find license plates and things like that with your name on it? I used to find them back in the 90s. I could find them. But my parents, of course, you know, my family never really bought that stuff just because it was frivolous and useless. And I was a kid and I I understand like I don't necessarily buy silly things. I wish I would have gotten more of them. But uh, now, no, I have not found something with Harold written on it unless it is custom made with Harold written on it. Uh, I've gotten a few, a few like knives and stuff like that, that people have gotten me, but they had to, they had to commission the name Harold be, to be written on it. Well, that was a waste. Didn't they know that you make knives? Right. (laughs) That's a new thing. That's true. Uh, so Crockett Johnson, uh, who's actually been dead since 1975, uh, was a pen name of an American cartoonist and children's book illustrator named David Johnson Lysk. And he wrote the uh, the comic strip Barnaby. Really? And then, yeah. And apparently there is a series of Harold books, but it begins with Harold and the Purple Crayon. Yeah, when I binged it earlier today, there I saw that there are quite a few different children's books but they're all they're all for younger younger groups yeah so maybe the, maybe we'll make this a uh that's something we do for any of these intermission episodes we'll we'll follow a herald we'll follow the herald story i think that's a good idea or yeah, other other terrible. other really you know really young kids books because they're quick the one that i like that it, it won't go over well as a podcast because it's a very visual book I brought it out just in case, and I was like, oh, yeah. Because I re- this book is called The Ice Cream Cone Coot and Other Rare Birds by Arnold Lobel. But it's just, the, the book itself is presented almost in a, in a way that it's um, more like a dictionary or an encyclopedia. Because it tells you a little bit about the birds, but the, it's the pictures that I really liked. Because of how they take ordinary objects and make them into birds. Very, I like, there's a money bird. That one I really remember. Just very interesting to me how uh, how that book was presented. Whereas this book that we read, Harold and the Magic and his Purple Crayon, it is both visual as well as you can just read it and not have to see the visuals. 
I think it's interesting that he was a cartoonist. So this this book is about a kid that one evening he's he's sitting there thinking and he's he's got this purple crayon in his hand. And he decides to start drawing his own world as he goes. Uh, clearly, the purple crayon is an infinity stone. That's that's what I came to realize as I was looking through this book again, because he he literally creates life and uh, a world around him with with just this purple crayon. Mm, this book was published in 1955, which makes sense because in 1955, Harold was a name that kids might have. By 1983, though, it wasn't. And therefore, I have only in my life ever met one other Harold that was my age. I'm sure there are some, but I, I've only met one in my moving all over Michigan <laughs> in my life. Only met one. Yeah, Josh Josh is much more common. I had oh, three yeah. Joshes in my class of 100 people. Oh, yeah. Josh is super common. Yeah. Very, very common. Very biblical. Yep. Yeah, that's why I was very popular in my area. But now there's not a lot of Joshes around me, which is great. No, because people name kids weird stuff now. Like every kid is named after a state or they'll call them Bixelby or something. And I mean, that's great. You know, whatever. I just wonder. What did Musk try to name his kid? It's like. What's that? Elon Musk named his kid something super weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was really strange. And I mean, we can accept those names, but uh, I remember, uh, have you ever read Freakonomics? Yes, I have. Okay. Okay. So in Freakonomics, they actually are able to show through statistics that odd names make it harder to get a job mm -hmm. because if a hiring manager feels unsure of how to pronounce a name because of their own ego, they won't call on that person because they don't want to mess up the name and look silly. And so they will go for a more traditional name a lot of times. Now, there is also, in some cases, a racial factor to it where they'll see a name and they'll be like, oh, but that they kind of have to push off too, because obviously there are there are laws out there that go against uh, discrimination. But it's not just people of of races other than white that have strange names. You know, I had a, a lady come into the store one time and she had her baby and I was like, oh, she's so cute. I'm like, what's her name? And she goes, Alaska. And I'm like, why, though? But why? <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. That kid's got to deal with that, though, when they get older. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the thing. That kid's got to deal with that someday. It seems cute now, but man. Well, there is a legal way to change your name. So there there is there is. And I'm not shitting on people for naming their kids funny names. It's just that you, there is something to a name. I mean, even like with me, my name is Harold. I can tell you right now that I am about positive that when someone hears Harold, they think that I'm going to be like some 60 or 70 year old man when they meet me. Uh, in fact, one of the jokes I tell people to remember my name is they'll say Harold and they'll, oh, I haven't heard that name in a long time. And I go, yeah, I'm the last 30 year old Harold you'll ever meet. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. Well, there's a there's literally a meme named after you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, um, my whole life I've had to deal with uh, before anybody gets all upset because I'm talking about people's names and, you know, we get all in the in the weeds about like, oh, don't tease people because of their names, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my whole life. 
every time there's an idiot, every time there's a buffoon, every time there is uh, a super nerd or anything like that, it's Harold every time. Commercials, movies, TV shows, every fucking time. I have never seen a cool or uh, able to do anything Harold. And what makes me laugh about that is that my dad, my grandpa, and I are probably three of the most capable people that, <laughs> that exist. We can literally pick up things and begin learning how to do them immediately every fucking time. I mean, you know, you've met my dad. Oh, you didn't yeah. meet my grandpa. You didn't meet my grandpa, but he's the one who taught us all that. And I mean... I watched Forged in Fire, liked it, built a forge, and started making knives. I'm a capable person. So whenever I see those commercials or TV shows and they're all like, Harold, oh, Harold, there comes Harold. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so I've been putting up with it my whole life. You just get thick skin and you go ahead and deal with it and move on. <laughs> well, that's why they, they just keep using Harold because they know that it won't bother you guys anymore. Y'all... Y'all got tough. Yeah, they y'all tough now. No, nah, they're like all the heralds are dead. <laughs> they're dead or they're dying. <laughs> I mean, you I stopped mean, it, so <laughs> yeah. It's not like there's a thirty year old herald out there. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I. That's how I got to name my kids, though. Just suggested I wanted a fourth. I think it would have been cool to have a fourth, but right. Yeah, I. I it might have been. It might have been. So, uh, Harold and the Purple Crayon, though. This book is about what looks like a baby, dude, to be honest, right? I mean, you saw the picture of Harold, didn't you? Looks like a toddler. It looks like a, I mean, maybe a toddler. He's wearing like a, uh, oh, yes, he can walk, obviously. He's wearing a onesie, but I mean, I have a onesie. It's Captain America right. onesie. It's really cool. Dude, adult onesies didn't exist in the 90s. You know damn well that oh, yeah, our that's, parents that's were not walking around onesies. That's definitely a product of our generation, for sure. That's, yeah, that's a millennial thing, <laughs> or a zennial, or whatever it is. So, uh, so Harold decides one night that he's going to go for a walk in the moonlight, but he doesn't have a moon. So Harold, as all Harold's will, he thinks well about it and decides to create his own moon. If there's not one there, he'll make it for himself, you know? And so he draws a little half moon and then he, he draws a path to walk on because he, he needs somewhere to go. He needs something to walk on. And uh, once he starts walking down the path for a while, it was a straight path. And he's like, you know, I'm getting bored. So he goes off the straight path because why stay on the beaten path? You know, forge ahead, make new roads. You know, wait, can I say that? Uh, like a rock. No, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he starts walking away. And it's kind of cool how this book is, because like as he walks off, He's always got the the crayon out. And so it's starts making a line to show where the land is. And wherever he walks ahead of him, he's drawing a line. So he, he's got land. And the perspective of the book uh, allows for it to look like he's walking on, on the earth, you know. And he gets bored as he's walking along. There's nothing around. So he decides to make a forest because... He, he wants some scenery. So he starts drawing this tree and he ends up turning it into an apple tree. Well, but first I want to I want to address this. He says it's a forest, but a very small forest. It only has one tree. That's not a forest. 
That's a tree. No, that's a field. That's a field with a tree. That's in a it. tree. Yeah, he's a toddler, bro. I don't care. Yeah, Climb up this I mean, freaking apple tree pretty easy. That drew. Obviously a dumb toddler, but he's a toddler. <laughs> he's apparently a smart toddler because <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart dumb toddler. Okay. <laughs> so he's a toddler, is what you're saying. You can be sm- yeah, yeah. He's a toddler. <laughs> yep. You can be smart and dumb at the same time. Uh, but yeah, he, he's looking at these apples that he's got in this tree and he's like, man, those are going to be tasty. And, you know, he wants to protect his stuff. He doesn't want people taking these apples before they're ripe and uh, decides to draw a dragon. But the dragon ends up being pretty goddamn scary. It was just a dragon. Did it have a, did it have a big beefy arm coming out the back of his neck? I want to note that this is a dragon, by the way. Uh, there's a huge argument that goes on and people I've seen the argument levied at Game of Thrones and a couple other things where they'll be like, that's a dragon. It's a dragon. It's a dragon. The dragons in Game of Thrones are actually wyverns. They their four limbs are wings. OK, a dragon has four legs. So this is a, a dragon here. It's an important distinction. Good to know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's got wings for its forelimbs, it's a wyvern, not a dragon. Now, a dragon can have wings as long as it has four legs. What about the dragon from the NeverEnding Story? That is a dragon. Yeah, he's got four. He's got four legs. He doesn't fly because of wings, though. He flies because of magic. He is furry. He's a furry dragon. Yeah. He's a furry dragon, but he's still a dragon. He's kind of like a, a um, Japanese style dragon. I was just realizing that because as a kid, I was like, he doesn't look like a dragon. I don't think he's actually a dragon. But now I'm just like, oh, no, he's more much more of the Asian style dragon. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's like a Japanese style dragon. Yeah. So uh, this dragon was scary enough that it frightened Harold and he starts walking away. And as always, he's got the the crayon out behind him, but he starts his hand starts like shaking. And before he knows it, he's in the ocean because the crayon is drawing these wavy lines. And it turns out that that means water in purple crayon drawing. But Harold being uh, diligent, intelligent and uh, able to make do with bad situations, draws a boat, pulls himself into it. It's not just any boat. He makes it a sailboat because he knows that it'd be easier to get wind to push him than have to use oars like a chump. Why wouldn't he just draw a motor? That would be even faster. Well, I mean, he's a little kid. He can't he can't use a motorboat. He knows that. But he'd think to use oars or a sail. You know how hard it is to to get a sailboat to work? It can't be that hard. This little kid's doing it. it. He sails to land. Again, he must have drawn all the riggings and stuff himself because he needed all that to, in order to get a sailboat to work properly. He, he didn't need the riggings. It's a magic boat drawn with a purple crayon, dude. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he uh, he ends up deciding that he sailed long enough. So he goes and he he draws land and walks up onto it and he draws an anchor and puts it on the land so he doesn't lose his boat. You know, I, so all this stuff like hangs out after he walks away too. he's walking along in this 2D world. Um, I wonder if this is the 2D world that they're talking about in uh, Wrinkle in Time. I was just when they go to the wondering t- about that, but I don't think it is. It could be. No, because Harold, Why wouldn't is, it be? Harold 
is still able to breathe. Oh, but Harold's two dimensions. <gasps> He's two dimensions. He's two dimensions, dude. It could be. It very well could be. Mind blown. He draws things for perspective, but it's 2D perspective, you know, kind of a 3D perspective on a 2D plane. But he's hungry, so he decides to make himself a little picnic. So he draws a blanket, and he decides he's going to have pie because fuck them rules about eating real dinner, you know? Well, there was nothing but pie. There was nothing but pie. He It was all the pies that he liked best. Nine kinds of pie. But he doesn't. it doesn't even say what kinds of pie they were, just that there were nine of them. Are there even nine kinds of pie that you like? Uh, I mean, I like... A, the right kind of apple pie. It's got to be made out of like Granny Smith, like sour apples, though. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be made out of sour apples. I like rhubarb pie. I like key lime pie. I like uh, there's like a lemon banana cream pie. Banana cream pie is good. Um, I don't know. Do you consider cheesecake a pie? I was just thinking that myself. And I yeah, think, I don't. I think. I mean, it's in a pie pan. It's in a and it uses a pie crust. Yeah, but in that same so, way, I mean, an Oreo pie is a, is a pie, right? So I don't know if that's a pie because I feel like a pie has got to have. I mean, even key lime wouldn't be a pie in that. So, but they call it key lime pie. So yeah, no, I'd say I'd say that's a pie. Well, I'd say they're pies. Is this author? Is this author British? No, no, he was American. Because he was a uh, over in Britain, they have a lot of different pies, but basically like pot pies, right? But right, like, like meat pies, meat and pie, whatnot. shepherd's pie, all those different types of pies as well. And so mm-hmm. if he, they incorporate that, then definitely they'll get up to nine to nine types of pie. Right, I think there's plenty of plenty of dessert pies out there. Yeah. Cherry I don't pie. think we can think of all nine, but we were already at five. Yeah, cherry pie. Yeah, we're already at nine or at five or six. So, I mean, yeah, there's easily enough pies. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he can only eat what looks to be a third of each of the nine pies. That's God. a lot of fucking pie. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, this kid was, yeah, yeah, dude. It's like a third of each of these pies. And it doesn't show any crumbs on him. Bullshit. He's a toddler. He was going to get some stuff all over his face and on his his jammies for sure i'm not even sure how he ate this pie though because it's made out of purple crayon drawings so i mean why didn't he draw himself a fork he didn't he didn't or a knife yet he cut it perfectly into these thirds that he took out hmm i mean he could draw the cut he probably did draw the cut he draw the he drew the cut and then just used his hands still you'd think you'd get some on your hands and what kind of a person doesn't use whipped cream on a pie it was 1955 dude they things were pretty cream. bland back then they yeah but it was it. pretty bland yeah the world was bland the world was bland in 1955 that's why they needed whipped cream <laughs> they needed cool whip <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want the pie to go to waste so he draws what looks to be an emaciated <laughs> yeah, moose i was just about to say a very very skinny moose yeah, he said it's a hungry moose. This moose is on its deathbed. <laughs> it's got its ribs are showing and stuff. And a uh, porcupine. But he, he leaves them behind to go ahead and eat the pie. And he uh, he wants to go find a hill to climb up so that he can find out where exactly he is. Because he's been walking for a while. He's a toddler. He's probably getting tired. So knowing that going higher means he could see further, he, uh, he starts to draw a mountain and he climbs it. Which, I mean, kids in 1955, man, they were doing all kinds of stuff. Look at just a couple years later, um, Sam Gribley was out in the woods you mean earlier? by himself. Was it earlier? He was, That was the 20s, wasn't it? I thought it was the late 50s. The book was released in early 60s. 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that Sam Gribbley was in the late 50s. He was out there. I don't think it was written for the well, 20s. Well, then this is right around the same time. Yeah, right around the same time. Sam Gribbley yeah. was out there living so, by himself in the woods. It seemed like so long ago that we read that. <laughs> it was like five yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he's getting tired. He wants to go to bed. So he gets to the top of the mountain, and he's looking over, and he kind of like lost his balance and slipped. And he falls, but he hadn't drawn the other side of the mountain at that point. So he starts falling, and he could have been falling for 20 minutes. But yeah, he uh, probably didn't take that long because, again, right. this kid's fairly bright. He's quick. He's good at drawing, too. He drives almost a perfect circle while falling, which he uses as a balloon. This didn't look very balloon-like to me. It looked like a circle. At first, for sure. But then he starts to uh, draw the, the ropes and the little the little bucket to, to stand in. I believe it's called a basket, Harold. Bucket, basket, whatever. But this gives him a pretty good view, but he's still not seeing uh, his window. So he decides to go ahead and just uh, draw a house. So he draws a house and he lands the balloon down in the yard in front. But none of the windows in this house are his his window. And this is like some freaky Sims house because there's also no doors. Yeah, there's no door. Maybe the doors are on the other side. Nope. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. It's a two dimensional <laughs> world and therefore there's no doors and those people are trapped inside forever. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's got some time on his hands because so he starts drawing a skyscraper with windows also no doors on this this building either and i mean he draws a lot of windows just on one of them there's uh shit there's 14 windows right here on on this page and none of them are his though you know i and i wonder doesn't Her does harold know whether he lives in an apartment building or a house i feel like i, I feel like he's not sure you know the moon is in ev uh, is on almost, uh, on almost every page. It is. There is one one set here where this It's a reoccurring it's a reoccurring character. Yeah, there's there's this one page here where he draws draws a whole city of windows, a whole city of buildings and windows and the moon is on one of the pages not the other, but it's a it's a two-page affair. It's not just one page of pictures. And the next page is the same way. And it, none of these windows are his, though. So he he draws a policeman. And this is the, the worst drawing he's made so far, actually, is the policeman with googly eyes and, like... His cloth, his claw fingers. He has, yeah, like, he's got Moon Knight hands. Pointy, pointy Moon Knight claw hands. <laughs> and the, uh, the police officer just points in the direction that Harold was going. But he thanks him anyways and begins walking. And that is when Harold remembers something about his window. Can you guess what it is, Josh? Does it have something to do with the pie? Nope. Something that looks like a pie. Oh, oh yeah, the recurring character. Yeah, yeah. And when it hits your eye. Um, like a big pizza pie? Yeah, like a big pizza pie, yep. Well, that's amore. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows that. So the moon, he can always see it through his window. So he starts to draw his window around the moon. And uh, yeah, he draws some curtains. Then he draws a bed. And then he literally draws up his covers. <laughs> and that's when he drops the crayon and falls asleep. Nice. Yep. Now it's... It's funny, when I was a kid, I clearly remember, like, purple was one of my favorite colors, and I'm sure that it was because of this book. Like, I read this book a lot when I was a kid, because obviously it's got my name, 
and he goes off on an adventure and he uses his imagination. But I used to I used to like purple a lot. That's why Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle. Um, OK, I would. Yep. I would carry purple markers and purple crayons. I would keep them that and I would use that color often. Red is my color now. But when I was a kid, I loved purple. And I know f- I'm pretty sure that it has to do with with this book. It's good reasoning for it because it is, you know, it's, it has your name. It was very important for you. So, of course, you're going to have it attachment to it. In, yeah. In, in the color. Plus, purple goes really good with green. So. It does. I don't know why. Because, yeah, purple and green are great together. Look at the Joker. Well, everybody says the I mean, Joker. But that guy's put together. The, but Barney's also purple and green. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, Barney. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> There was literally, when I was a kid, there was this one week where I woke up one morning and Barney was on and I was like, wow, this is really great. And I liked it for a week. And the next week I was like, wow, this is stupid. Like it was the last week of me being young enough to like Barney. (laughs) Then I started watching it. And then the next week I was like, wow, this is dumb. This is for little kids. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. I, I, and I even thought at that time of like, how did I have that awakening? Like in a week, (laughs) it happens. It just does. Yeah, At some point you just go from being a little kid that likes little kid things to boom. All of a sudden you're like, I don't like little kid things anymore. I'm a, I'm a big kid now. (laughs) I remember liking power Rangers for about a week. It was about a week that I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I was like, this is really dumb. I don't yeah. like this as much. Power Rangers got me for a couple of years, but I'm a couple of years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. They got my brother a little bit, too. Yep. And he's yeah, I was into Power age, Rangers. So. I would say into like the second or third season. And then I was like, wow, this is bad. <laughs> and now they they make these movies that are. I mean, I, I, I enjoy them for what they are. Have you seen the newest? Have you seen the newest Power Ranger movie? The gritty one? No. I enjoyed it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the uh, the newer like big deal one that they had where they tried to reboot it yeah, a few years Brian ago? Yeah, Brian Cranston's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. wasn't terrible. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't it terrible. It was pretty decent. It could have been better. I think that with the time and the the technology we have to make a movie... It could have been better. There could have been better fight scenes and and whatnot, but it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. I agree. Same. We we basically feel, oh, you know, it's good. <laughs> like, I would watch it again. Like I think, like the A team. <laughs> oh, I love the A team, but it didn't do well enough in the box office, so they're never know. gonna get another one. Oh man, I know that A team was so it good. Was so I don't good. know what's wrong with people. What is wrong with people? That was so good, dude. With the part where they're in the tank and they're fucking falling and they're like, <laughs> are they are they trying to shoot down the drones? And he's like, she's like, no, they're flying that tank. <laughs> <laughs> and he's fucking like, fire, boom, and they're moving it along. That was oh, so cool. It was so it was, good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a great movie. I don't know why it didn't do well. It, it, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, another thing from that same era is coming back to TV. Have you heard about the MacGruber TV series that they're making? MacGruber? The SNL skit, MacGruber. 
It was making fun. I've seen the movie MacGruber. Yeah, it, that is based on a Saturday Night Live sketch, and they're turning that okay. into an actual show. So it's gonna be like MacGyver, oh, but God. it's MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> the, I I remember watching that movie. I personally liked it. Uh, I like Will Forte. Um, Shyla did not like that movie particularly. However, she did like Last Man on Earth. Which I also enjoyed. I enjoyed Last Man on Earth too because I I don't know. Will Forte's comedy is funny to me. I liked that show up until other people showed up, and then I was like, "Well, he's no longer the Last Man on Earth. I don't care about this show anymore." <laughs> and they always you always had to have other people show up though, and and it was funny. I mean, what they did with it, it was too bad they ended it the way they did because honestly, it well first off. They, it was left on a cliffhanger. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of those shows where they didn't end it well. They they just went, nope, we're not making it anymore. And it's like, fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that, dude. <laughs> like, at least pay the fans lip service. Yeah. What, at that point, that's that's why I can't stand mega corporations. Because at that point, they're like, well, we've made the money we're going to make off this. Screw them. No, you, it's not going to hurt you. It would not hurt them. Somebody would argue, well, you can't expect them to lose money. It would not hurt them. It would not hurt them at all. They wouldn't even notice the money is gone because they're already driving their gold jet skis around the private islands. Make three episodes, fucking end it properly. Don't leave the fans hanging who have, who have earned you money for the last two years. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you. They've done that with a, with a few shows, but some show I like now a lot of shows uh, will purposefully end a season where you could be satisfied with that being the end or they could make more, you know, like Titans did that. Yeah, you told me to watch Titans because I could, I could watch it. I think I'm going to yeah. do the same thing with Doom Patrol because I haven't watched the second season yet, but I, th- I know that they're getting a third season. So I believe I can finish. I can do the second right. season as well. Yeah, the second season of Titans, they ended it in a way that no, you wouldn't want it to end, but you could be satisfied with that. Exactly. End. Yeah. It tied up yeah. all the loose ends, but it added some new threads to it for them to go down. Yeah. So and and they decided to make a third season. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm but, excited for it. But they were smart enough to tie it up enough that if they didn't get a third season, they could have could have left it there. Jupiter's Legacy did not do that. No, because they were sure that they were getting a second season. Oh, yeah. Jupiter's Legacy was so sure they were getting a second season that they they used the last five minutes to set up a huge cliffhanger. <laughs> to the point where I had to get the friggin' uh, graphic novels and then I didn't re- end up reading them because right. I was reading Ender's Game. <laughs> no, I looked at I looked into the graphic novels myself because I'm like, well, guess I got to read the graphic novels now. Yeah, I can get them again. <laughs> They're at the library. I just I was busy with reading other things. So. What's funny is that I- Invincible, which is a far superior show oh, so on Amazon, good. far superior. The way they ended the first season, no, you wouldn't want it to end there, but you could see that tying it up. Like, okay, this has happened. You know, yeah. this sucks. They announced but... the second season before the first season was out more than yeah. the, it was like, I think I was out two days <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah we're making yeah. a second season. We're making a second season. Well, because it was just X. Ex- I mean, oh, it's an it's excellent so show. Good. If, you, if you haven't watched Invincible and you don't have a squeamish stomach, you should watch Invincible. It is a great show. It is so good. I will not say anything to you, but uh, 
if you're 20 minutes into it and you're like, okay, this is a standard superhero show, just finish the first episode. (laughs) Yeah. Finish the first episode. Because you'll quickly be like, okay, time to watch episode two. Time to watch the next episode. Yep. Because I believe you and I were going to just watch the first episode and then we were like, nope, (laughs) because we're watching the second one. No, I had already watched oh, it. Oh, that's remember? right. You had already previewed it because you couldn't wait. I had already watched it. Yep. And we got to the end and I was like, and I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to your butts. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what happened. Oh, great show. Yep. Oh, man. And so we've devolved into shows, obviously. Yeah, we knew this. This was going to happen. Yeah. We don't want to talk about Ender's Game at all because we wanted to save that for Andy. Yep. Uh, we did absolutely want to make sure that you guys got some content on Tuesday because we know you love us so much and you want to hear more. It's because you're. it's just your voice, Harold. So it's just so soothing. So soothing. I do want to say that uh, to, to the people out there listening to us, um, we have some regular listeners that are listening to us week after week. And I. I don't want to have to be shamelessly asking, but I'm going to. If you could, on on whatever you listen to us on, if you could just give us a five-star review, if you think we've earned it, and even just the stars is good, but if you want to write something something short, it doesn't have to be long, but that would greatly help us out. That would help us move up a little bit to to gain in some more listeners, and it's a small thing to do. And I know it seems unimportant when you're just listening to the episode and maybe you're listening to the car and, you know, you aren't you don't have the time at that moment. But if you could just take a moment and uh, give us a review, give us the stars, I would love for it to be five. That would really help us out. Um, I know you hear that on every podcast, but there's a reason for that. So I just wanted to get that out there. I'm I'm shamelessly asking and I'm going to stop before I'm shamelessly begging. Yeah, I'm going to just add on to that it's the algorithm and i used to be one of those people that was like ah they don't need me to review it they have all these listeners but then i started listening to some smaller ones and since then i've gone back and reviewed them because it does help it it really does help them gain more views and it shows that there there's interest in us and by showing that there is interest in us that show that gets to more people and that builds and builds and it really does help even just one review helps so please, if you could, and of course, tell your friends, if you like us, tell your friends about us because word of mouth is really how one of the best ways for us to gain listeners is to have you tell, tell people about us. So if you're not previously famous or already, um, the child of a business magnate, then word of mouth is always going to be the best. I mean, sure. You wake up every morning and you know about Walmart, but early on when it was Sam Walton, it was word of mouth as it spread from county to county that got him to where he is. And we're not trying to be Sam Walton and we're not even necessarily trying to, you know, make a big thing out of this. What we really want, though, is we want to keep doing this and we it has been fun so far and we intend to keep doing it. We enjoy doing it and we have ideas coming down that we'll be doing in the future and we have more plans to go with this. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, Harold, I All think right. that wraps it up for this week. I think so myself. We actually ended up making it to a pretty decently uh, pretty decent little podcast. So it should be somewhere around 35, 40 minutes, I think. Yeah, give or take. All right. A couple, three. So, uh, as Andy would say, uh, give a shit, read some lit, and thanks for, thanks for stopping by and listening to us today. Yep, thanks. Have a nice night. Bye.